0: Welcome to the Family Leader's Capital Connection. I'm Chuck Hurley, your host, and we have with us today our intrepid attorney, Ryan Ben, that's B-E-N-N, and Rebecca Olison. O-L-E-S-O-N, pronounced Olson. Yeah, and thanks for being with us, y'all. Thanks for being with Danny and me this week at the Capitol. What a week! We're going to tease... the biggest issue of the week, and then dive in deep. So, buckle up. Sex in your kids' schools. Yep, that's the hottest topic at the Capitol. Uh, We had a flood of moms in the Capitol
1: this week testifying. We testified. Can can I Cut in there. Please. Can, can we get some dads, too? I mean, we, we, got, the, we got the family okay. leader. We got Moms for Liberty. We need some more dads up there. Okay, you're a dad. got to be both parents. How many? Four kids? Four kids, yeah. And I'm a dad. How many do I have? Oh, I forget. Ten. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> a
0: lot. So, yeah, we had m- moms and dads testifying. You betcha. Yeah. But, you know, the phenomenon is these, frankly, dozens, maybe hundreds now total of moms yeah. that are coming to the Capitol. And two years ago, they weren't. And so, really, the story, folks, is parents are waking up and acting up or taking action on stuff that matters for their kids. Sex in schools, sex is a reality. God designed sex. Sex isn't something that we should shy away from. However, perverted sex or sex outside of biblical bounds is a problem, okay? You have sex outside of marriage, you have fatherlessness, you swell your prisons with fatherlessness. I was in prison ministry for years and years, and we would do informal surveys whenever we went into prison. What's your relationship like with your dad? Virtually no inmate had a good relationship with his dad. Almost none. So yeah, sex outside of marriage is a big deal. It's a bad deal. Um, And so now there's this big movement in our public schools funded with our hard-earned tax dollars to teach our kids that, you know, kind of do what you want sexually. And in fact, there's activists in our schools who think they're doing you a favor by
1: introducing these young people to sex outside of marriage. Are you on social media, Chuck? You're on Twitter, Facebook. You know, you I've use? I they used to call me you twitface because <laughs>
0: I'm not sure that's what they are talking about. Because <laughs> I tried YouTube once, I'd heard of Facebook, and I did not know what twitting was.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm bringing that up just because you know what you're talking about. This, these activists being out there, they, they go on these platforms. Like TikTok's another big one. They go on there and they they brag. You know, they've got the the crazy hair color and the piercings all over. And they're teachers in schools. And they go on there and they brag about what they're um, doing behind parents' backs. Okay,
0: you're serious that a teacher at a government funded public school is bragging about teaching a kid about perverted sex. Not just one, many, many. many. And mm-hmm. if the listener wants evidence of that,
1: uh, yeah, I mean there's there's well, there's been news, ar- news articles about it. You could I mean google yeah. on you know Fox News, Daily Wire, um limbs of TikTok is a big account these days on Twitter okay. that's gotten a lot of attention. Okay, um, so, can so see some of this stuff.
0: So um, we're not just a bunch of right-wing Whatever here at the family leader, just just spouting nonsense. You can actually Google it. You you said earlier Google <laughs> off the air. You said Google might not turn up a good search result. You, you never quite
1: know what Google is going to actually be willing to show you, but um.
0: but there is evidence if you dig just a little bit. Yeah, that teachers in public funded you, your taxpayer funded schools mm-hmm. are doing what exactly
1: um pushing their agenda they they push uh their beliefs about sexual orientation that uh about gender identity they're, they try to say gender is just a construct um there's 60 or 70 of them and you can choose it you can be whatever you want um and and they're pushing that from young ages and we so, should we so, should clarify so
0: young age um, meaning are is there any evidence I'm baiting you here cuz I heard the evidence last year at an oversight committee meeting but is there any evidence <laughs> that Teachers in Iowa are promoting the, to a young person, let's say a kindergartner in Ames. you uh, hear about that? You, you heard about that? <laughs> yeah. That, that it, a little boy could choose to be a little girl. Right. <laughs> That's actually happening
1: Yeah. in it, Iowa. It is. And we should clarify, it's certainly not... With all, our all with teachers, our it's probably not even most most teachers. It's it's probably very few, really. But probably it, very It's few. enough to be a huge problem. Needs to be addressed. Okay. Okay. I
2: would say it impacts all teachers, regardless. You've got schools like Lynn Mar, and I mean, believe it or not, folks, it's probably happening in your school too, where teachers are required to hide from you if your child's requested to use different pronouns and transition at school.
0: Who's requiring Rebecca? The
2: administration is, ex- is expecting that of a teacher. They're expecting them to say, well, Johnny's going to be Julie today in class, and you have to remember to call him by she, her pronouns. But at parent-teacher conferences tonight, you better make sure you call him Johnny with his he, him pronouns.
0: No, you're, you're pulling my leg.
2: I'm not pulling your leg, Chuck. It's, it's happening in, in more Maher. schools than just Lynn Linmar.
0: Is that L-I-N-N mm-hmm. as Correct. in Lynn County? Correct. Is that M A R as in Marion, Iowa? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Linmar Public School, rather large public school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What? One of the top 10 in the state, I think. So, hundreds and hundreds of kids are now under a rubric, a policy from the Linmar School Board mm-hmm. that requires teachers to affirm a kid who wants to switch genders and furthermore required not to tell the parent yeah, yeah. Th- that's you, you're you're not pulling my leg. You're
2: not pulling your leg. Chuck. Okay,
0: so we're not trying to alarm you. We're trying to inform you. But here's the good news. Let's turn a corner here. What's going on at the Capitol building where we spend a good chunk of our time January through April? What's the good news, Ryan? What's the good news, Rebecca?
1: Well, I think the good news is that these issues are noticed by our our lawmakers and they're they're attempting to address them so i mean that's a that's a huge great first start um i think skyler wheeler's kind of been uh the go-to guy in the house this year he's the new education chair and um, he's really brought forth a lot of good bills that uh, one of them actually had a subcommittee uh this week that it uh, bans uh, teaching, promoting uh, the concepts of gender identity and sexual orientation. Um, originally, it was in kindergarten through third grade. It's actually been amended, so it's now kindergarten through sixth grade. Um, so let me jump in. Um, K through three
0: banning of teaching gender identity and and sexual orientation that sounds eerily familiar to another law that was passed by a sister state can y'all this is jeff is this jeopardy i i don't i never watched it what, uh, what, what 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 is florida what is florida <laughs> okay so ron DeSantis made national headlines i saw him here in iowa and I saw him in national news organizations where he took on the teachers' union and Disney, who were firmly against this law, and he got it
1: passed. Well, he and the legislature got it passed. That does what? It prevents teachers from um, teaching and promoting gender identity and sexual orientation um, to our young people. So. To K-3? through
0: three. Yeah. And so, Skylar Wheeler... Along with, what, 20-some co-sponsors, including the Speaker of the Iowa House, yeah, yeah. Pat I forget, Grassley.
1: I forget how many, but it was a good bunch of them.
0: A good bunch, plus the majority leader of the Iowa House, Matt Winchell. So, so some powerful co-sponsors, plus Skyler Wheeler, introduced a bill that was very similar to Florida's successful law. And then in committee, I was present for this Wednesday night at 6 p.m. or whatever, Uh, There was a long Democrat caucus caucus just means that the parties go into their huddle and they Either discuss how they're gonna vote or how they're gonna argue a bill and then they come out of their huddle Sometimes two and a half hours later, you know long huddle delay of game but but yeah, uh, so Democrats came out of their caucus late Wednesday and The Education Committee on the House side had a rather hot debate. I mean, there was hate mentioned several times. You hate kids. No, I don't. You, you said you weren't going to call us haters. I mean, it was a, it was a juvenile type of deal, but, but th- there's, there's just a lot of tension around this issue. And so Schuyler offered an amendment to bump it K through six, which still isn't enough for me. Right. You testified, Ryan, it should be K through 12. I agree. But, Sausage making or compromising on legislation is kind of the way things work at the Capitol. It bumped up from Florida's. So I was yep. now the leader in the country, K through six, and it passed. And so now it goes to the full House with the blessing of the Speaker of the Iowa House and the majority leader. So that's a good sign. Yep. And we're going to take some action, folks, in Iowa this year on trying to slow down or stop the madness with your tax dollars. So tell us a more complete picture here. How, how can parents um, help get this across the finish line? How do we restore parents' authority and parents' rights? How do we counter the activists? And how can people listening help the speaker you Know, hold kind of like Moses while the battle's going on, he had his arms <laughs> yep. up. The speaker has his arms up right now. How can we be Aaron and her? Yeah, and hold up the speakers and the governor's and mm-hmm.
1: Senator Salmon's and others' arms. Yeah, well, just like Moses, we need the Lord's help in this. So definitely keep praying about it. Um, and make sure your legislator knows how you feel about this that you want, um. You know, you want the authority to teach this, these things, or teach about these things to your kids, um, whatever manner you choose, and based on, you know, uh, your Christian worldview as opposed to the postmodern thought that is currently in our public schools. So, Becca, you're not a parent yet, no. but um,
0: you have a rather large family, several siblings. Your parents homeschooled you, correct? Yep. And you probably did discuss sexuality.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: But what do you think about the choice that, that's being fought over right now at the Capitol between who's gonna teach your kids what mm-hmm. and whether it should be an activist in a public school or a parent. Do you have an opinion?
2: Oh yeah. Of course I always have an opinion, Chuck, as <laughs> whether or not you want me to voice it. <laughs> uh, absolutely it's it's the parents. They they get the ultimate choice in this. Um, and they should be the ones who have that authority and right. I mean you can see it not you can see it in public schools, yeah. You can see it in private schools. There's gonna be activists everywhere you walk in life. It's who do you want being the activist? Do you want it to be you with your kids or or do you want it to be somebody else? So that's doing that.
0: Somebody else. So so let's just let's just be real honest and blunt here. There's some parents who aren't activists by nature. Mm-hmm. There's some parents who are mealy mouthed or whatever they're 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 afraid of the conversation the birds and the bees so is it ever legitimate for that parent even a good-hearted involved parent to outsource sex ed to somebody else
2: if it's a good resource, sure, yeah. I if don't it's know a that, good resource. If it's if it's a trusted resource, yes, I'd say so. I don't know of a whole lot of them that are are really are.
0: You just touched on a keyword, and that is trusted. What I heard this week at the Capitol over and over is the public schools, Linmar in particular, but Ames and many others, have lost the parents' trust. Because mm-hmm. they've crossed a Rubicon, they've crossed a line. They've gone into stuff that is not only the parent's prerogative, but it's contrary to the parent's values. Yep. And so we now have an engaged battle on our hands. Ryan, why don't you share about the battle as it is evidenced from the governor's office. The governor's engaged in this battle,
1: yeah. too. The governor's definitely um, getting involved. Just dropped a bill. Uh, was it late last week it, It's been recently that addresses a lot of education issues, including this one about um you know talking about gender identity in our elementary schools but uh it touches on a lot of things it It requires parental consent um for uh things like health exams it adds a citizenship tests in schools so kids are learning about you know things that <laughs> you you gotta know to come here as an immigrant you know we should, we, we all Americans should know this stuff um so it, uh, so we've testified on that bill, too. Uh, that, no, the governor's one? We, that one does not have sub. It has not. Are, sub- well, are you thinking I'm, of Sandy Salmon's? I'm Sammon's- thinking of
0: Senator Salmon's bill. Oh, yeah. But the governor has a bill. Yep. It's been introduced. The Senate has a bill. It's been introduced and had a sub. Yep. You testified on that. Yes. And, and here's the point I want to make. The House, the Senate, and the governor. Those are the three right. entities yeah. that deal with laws in this state and they're all three on point. They're all three ready to push back on transgender ideology. I'm gonna call it idiotology, (laughs) okay? All out. (laughs) Because to tell a kindergartner that they can be a boy or a girl, whatever they feel, and then go through hormone hormone treatment and surgeries? Are you kidding me? Permanent sterilization? That's not only idiotic, it's evil. Okay, so in coming weeks, folks, I'm going to unpack this a little bit more. I listened to the most profound 58 minutes on this topic that I have spent in my 64 years. And that is an author by the name of Abigail Schreier, teaser for future podcast. Read her book. Listen to her Hillsdale speech, which I did this week. Mm -hmm. And you will realize we're in a very real battle. We got to fight. We can win it, but not if we're pathetic and passive. So get in the game. Thanks for helping TFL go to the Capitol and fight for you at the Capitol. But you can do some things too emails, phone calls, personal visits. You can join Moms for Liberty. You can join Dads for Liberty. I, you know, you can start Dads <laughs> Ryan's for Liberty. Start please please do. Here, so, I'm so tired contact of this. Ryan. <laughs> I'm tired of this sexist stuff. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let, let's get engaged. God bless you all stay tuned for more. This isn't going away. The bills haven't passed yet. There's still time. So thanks for tuning in to this week's Family Leader Capital Connection. We'll see you next time.
2: This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.